Welcome to the third season of the Accelerate podcast, hosted by the Daniels College of Business Executive Education Division at the University of Denver in Colorado. I'm your host, Janet Redwine. This podcast was originally recorded as part of the Accelerate webinar series. Launched in 2020, these webinars are designed to help you accelerate your capacity to deliver results for your organization. Each episode includes a presentation from an expert faculty member. The goal is that you will gain new insight about yourself, your community, your organization, and even our world. Find more details by visiting daniels.du.edu accelerate. Today's episode is a lot of fun. Daniel's executive education faculty, Michelle Cunningham and Dan Zuck, joined us in November of 2022 to explain sales lessons we can learn from some of our favorite movies. They teach a three-day sales skills for high impact course for executive education, and the examples they shared in this webinar were both entertaining and insightful. Here's the first lesson. You might find it obvious. Don't burn your props or light a fire in your prospect meeting. You'll get kicked out and you won't get your parking validated. Stay with us. Hello and welcome to the good, the bad, and the ugly sales lessons learned in the movies. I'm Michelle Cunningham. This is Dan Zook. And the Sales Leadership Center is sponsoring this event today. The Sales Leadership Center at the University of Denver endeavors to motivate and inspire students to pursue specialized sales education. So our purpose here today is to hopefully entertain you a little bit by taking a look at sales scenes from the movies and looking at the lessons they can teach us and the professional selling skills that we can learn from them. We'll look at some video clips today, and we hope that you find them as fun and compelling as we do. Dan? Absolutely. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you for joining us. It's great to be here. Look, I know what you want. You want to see the fire scene from Tommy Boy, don't you? I see your heads nodding. We're not going to show it today because you've seen it multiple times. You know that you have. However, it's not to say there are not great lessons from that particular scene, let alone that movie. Here's an obvious lesson to start with. Don't burn your props during the demo, especially in a prospect's office. You will get thrown out and you will not get your parking validated. That said, there is a positive lesson that we can take with us from that movie. That is, the burning prop, the burning vehicle, did delineate an extrapolated benefit. That is the real reason why somebody would buy. The burning vehicle is safety, and safety is the reason to buy Callahan brake pads. That's Tommy Boy. I love the movies, and I love sales. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of the lessons from five different movies and we're going to see if it's a reminder for you or if it's a new tactic for you. Either way, I hope it resets your context as to how you perform in the sales cycle going forward. Okay, the next topic is call prep. When you go on a sales call, whether it's in person or whether it's over video, 
do you really prepare for that call? Do you set objectives? Do you create an agenda? Do you do the research on the company and their mission and the people that you're going to be talking to? Sometimes good reps don't do that. Let's take a look at one of my favorite movies, The Big Short, and what Charlie and Jamie, founders of Brownfield Fund, did to prepare for this sales call. J.P. Morgan Chase. J.P. Morgan Chase. Okay. J.P. Morgan Chase. Don't stop JP saying J.P. Morgan Chase. I got a good feeling about this. Just a meeting, though. You know, it's not. It's just a meeting. It's, it's like people have meetings all the time. You know, people drink their coffee. They have a meeting. Brownfield Fund. Yes. yes. Hey. Hello. Ted. Chris. Chris. I'm on Ted's desk. Okay. Oh. I'm Charlie. I'm Charlie Geller. Jamie. Jamie, Jamie Shipley. Hi. Yeah. We're, we're we're so excited to get set up on your trading platform. Cool. Here, uh, have a seat a second. All right. So, uh, Ted had asked me to do some meeting prep, but I, uh, I couldn't find any marketing material on you guys. Oh, uh, we just moved here from Boulder. Yeah. God. Well, can we see some of your offering documents? Well, Brownfield is its own money. It's our money, yeah. Well, can you tell us how much you manage? Of course, we're doing 30 million right now, um, but we started four years ago with 110,000. Wow. So as you can see, that's pretty phenomenal pretty returns. We want to get an ISDA agreement with JP Morgan so we can uh, deal in long-term options. That's really cool. Yeah. That is so cool. Thank you. But uh, you guys are under the capital requirements for an ISDA. By how much? Uh, how much? Uh, One billion four hundred seventy million. So a lot. This makes us look bad, doesn't it? That we didn't know what the capital requirements were. I. Uh, it's not great. But uh, keep up those returns and uh, give us a call way down the line. You know. <laughs> Okay? Okay. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Have a good one, guys. Thank you, Chris. As you can see, that sales call didn't go so well for Jamie and Charlie. They had such high hopes, too. Did they call prep? They did not. They had a meeting in the lobby when they planned on having it in the conference room. They ended up meeting with a representative of Ted's desk, not Ted. And most importantly, they didn't do any research their entire objective was to get the ISDA, and they didn't know the capital requirements and missed it by a long shot. Clearly an unsuccessful call, not because of their skills, but because of their lack of preparation. It was embarrassing, and bye-bye J.P. Morgan Chase as a prospect, right? Okay, that's call prep. We're going to move on now to the demo. Are you in software, SaaS company? Do you work for a luxury hospitality company? I know you work for one or the other for the most part. In either way, you're doing a demonstration either of a product or a portfolio. And as you know, the demonstration is a critical portion of the sales cycle because it provides the evidence behind your argument. In this next movie, 
the feel-good movie called Joy, starring Jennifer Lawrence. We're going to take a look at her demo of the mop of the future. It's expensive at 1995, but it's the only mop you'll ever have to buy. But I don't want people to buy one mop for $20 and never have to buy another mop again. I'd rather they keep buying our mops at $5 50 times, 100 times. Look, you were broke, bored, you had an idea. So what? Lots of people have ideas. Go home. Please, take care of your family. Hi, would you like to try a new mop? Well, it's the only mop you'll ever have to buy. Hi, would you like to try a new mop? It's still fringing. You can remove the mop head, throw it in the washing machine. No germs. No. No. No? You want to just try it? You just try it. And self ring, see? No other mop does this. Come and try the brand new mop. It's the mop of the future. No thanks. You wanna try this mop, ladies? What's this? Thanks. It's a brand new mop. Oh. You can ring it without getting your hands dirty. I don't think so. Come on, try it. It's the mop of the future. Self-ring it, huh? Yeah. Alright. I do like the idea of that. You know, I hate having to touch the mop head after I get done cleaning the bathroom floor. I always think that's disgusting, you know? Wow. It really does get all the corners that my sponge mop won't get. All those crannies where my kids spill their juice. I really like it. Can we buy it? Take it easy, Christy. Wow. I mean, that's just amazing. You really don't have to touch it. Look at that. You know what would make this perfect if you could remove the mop head, put it in the washing machine, really get it clean? That'd be great. You can. Are you serious? Joy is a single mom supporting a dysfunctional family coming out of a discouraging meeting with a potential investor. So what is she going to do now? She's going to start to sell her product. So she takes the mop of the future into a parking lot at Kmart. Have you ever done a demo in the parking lot of Kmart? Well, you can see how it went. She didn't get interest at first. Why is that? She wasn't very enthusiastic, but more importantly, she didn't really have a hook to cause the human beings that are walking by her demo to stop. She got frustrated, or did she? Maybe she had a planned choreography with her best friend who ended up taking her place. Her friend increased her enthusiasm and went right to the benefit statements stopping prospects so they paid attention because they were now interested in a germ-free, clean hands method of mopping, as she said, the disgusting bathroom floor. After they were hooked, Joy and her friend went through the totality of benefits, not just germ-free, but the nooks and crannies, the removable head, and the ability to clean it, which makes it possible to keep that mop for years you don't have to buy a new mop every couple of months. Pretty compelling product, and the demo ended very well. You've got to give Joy a lot of credit for having the chutzpah and the motivation 
to do a product demo in the middle of a parking lot at Kmart. It's a great movie. I'm not going to spoil the ending for you, except to tell you that she was wildly successful and she made a lot of money, but she didn't fall in love with Bradley Cooper like she did in that other movie. Okay, so far we have talked about call prep and we've talked about a demo. We're going to exit out of sales process for a minute. Sales is a very deep and broad subject. It's not always about a transaction or selling a product or a service. Sometimes it's about selling a mission or a vision. Let's take a look at a scene from one of the most popular sales movies of all time, Jerry Maguire with megastar Tom Cruise. Okay. If anybody else wants to come with me, this moment will be the moment of something real and fun and inspiring in this God-forsaken business, and we will do it together. Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me? Who's coming with me besides Flipper here? This is embarrassing. All right. Wendy, shall we? Oh, Jer, I'm, no, I'm three months away from the pay increase. I, Okay. Okay. I will go with you. Dorothy Boyd, thank you. We'll see you all again. Sleep tight. Well, that was a highly disruptive and upsetting event for Jerry Maguire. A huge interrupt, not only in his career, but in his life. But look at what he did. He regrouped and he sold the moment. He made an emotional and an impassioned plea, selling his mission and his vision. Not only did he clearly talk about his vision, but he did it in front of an audience of people that he knows that were both explicitly and implicitly rejecting him the entire time. But that did not stop him from trial closing. And eventually, he closed the deal. Thank you, Dorothy Boyd. They went on together to form a new agency, and yeah, they fell in love. So far now, We've talked about three great movies and the lessons that they have produced. Now we're going to talk about 
your favorite portion of the sales cycle, prospecting. You know you like dialing. You know you like prospecting. I see your heads nodding. For you inside sales reps and SDRs that are watching, this is for you. But there are many of you that started your career prospecting and now have launched very successful sales careers. This next movie, The Pursuit of Happiness, starring Will Smith, is about a sales rep, Chris Gardner, that works for Dean Witter. He had six months to prove himself. Let's see how he did. Whoever brought in the most money after six months was usually hired. Yes, hello, Chris Gardner calling for Mr. Walter Hahn. We were all working our way up call sheets to sign clients. From the bottom to the top. From the doorman to the CEO. They'd stay till seven, but I had Christopher. I had to do in six hours what they'd do in nine. Good afternoon, my name is Chris Gardner. I'm calling from Dean Witter. In order not to waste any time, I wasn't hanging up the phone in between calls. Okay, thank you very much. I realized that by not hanging up the phone, I gained another eight minutes a day. Why, good morning to you. My name is Chris Gardner. I'm calling from Dean Little. I also wasn't drinking water, so I didn't waste any time in the bathroom. Uh, yes, I'd love to have the opportunity. Okay, no problem at all, sir. Thank you very much. But even doing all this, after two months, I still didn't have time to work my way up a sheet. Yes, hello, my name is Chris Gardner. I'm calling from Mr. Walter Ribbon. Concerning? Yes, ma'am, I'm calling from Dean Witter. Just a moment. Hello? Mr. Ribbon. Well, uh, hello, sir, my name's Chris Gardner. I'm calling from Dean Witter. Yeah, Chris. Uh, yes, Mr. Ribbon, I would love to have the opportunity to sit with you to discuss some of our products, and I I'm certain that I could be of some assistance to you. Can you be here in 20 minutes? Uh, uh 20 minutes, absolutely. Just had someone cancel. Come now. I'll give you a few minutes before the 49ers. Monday night football, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. See you soon. Bye-bye. This sales professional had six months to prove himself. He could be hired after six months if he outperformed the other individuals that were vying for the same job. So what did Chris Gardner do to succeed? He did a lot of things that were really impressive. Back then, when this movie was filmed, prospecting was old school. You were dialing for dollars, a lot of outbound calls, doing your very best to get through the gatekeeper and get to your prospect. But what did he do specifically and what can we learn? Obviously, he had a fantastic attitude. He stayed positive, he smiled, although it was almost continuous rejection. But more importantly, he learned how to gain a competitive advantage compared to the other reps vying for that same job. Remember what he said? He didn't drink any water so he wouldn't spend time in the bathroom. That's a challenge. He wouldn't hang up the phone so he could gain eight more minutes per hour and he can bang out a higher volume of calls. Finally, he set a new context on his prospect list and you could see that the most fertile prospects are at the top of the list. So he just said the heck with it, and he went right for the most fertile prospect. 
He got on the phone and the odds were with him. He got through to the gatekeeper. He got to the prospect. It was opportunistic and he got the appointment. Good for him. This is another feel-good movie with lessons about skill and persistence. Okay, that's prospecting. We're now going to move on to one more movie, one that I think you know that is also very popular. This one is not about transactions. Billy Bean is the general manager of the Major League Baseball franchise, the Oakland Athletics. Billy had an epiphany. He needed to do something different because his task was to build a championship team on a small market budget. Let's take a look at the clip. There are rich teams and there are poor teams. Then there's 50 feet of crap. And then there's us. That's a dollar, man. What? Welcome to Oakland. I need more money. We're not New York. Find players with the money that we do have. I like Perez. Got an ugly girlfriend. Ugly girlfriend means no confidence. You guys are talking the same old nonsense. Like we're looking for Fabio. We got to think differently. Who's Fabio? Your goal shouldn't be to buy players. Your goal should be to buy wins. And in order to buy wins, you need to buy runs. Who are you? I'm Peter Brand. First job in baseball? It's my first job anywhere. We're going to shake things up. Why don't you walk me through the board? I believe there is a championship team that we can afford because everyone else undervalues them, like an island of misfit toys. We want you at first base. I've only ever played catcher. It's not that hard, Scott. Tell him, watch. It's incredibly hard. He can't throw. But what can he do? Do you want me to speak? When I point at you again. He gets on base. We are card counters at the blackjack table. We're going to turn the odds on the casino. I'm heading in. Text me to play by play. Wait, what? I don't watch the games. Just like Billy Bean and the Oakland Athletics, sales organizations today have a data-driven strategy. This is how the best sales organizations are run today. And if you are a sales professional, you know this and you are part of this. When it comes to the early stage sales cycle, math is behind it. The ability to target more effectively using tech-enabled solutions like HubSpot or Pardot and other CRMs and marketing automation tools increase the odds dramatically that you're going to engage somebody and they're going to convert to an opportunity. Same thing is true with prospecting. Think about the technology benefit of SalesLoft and ZoomInfo. Still, that's math. Using these tools helps increase the hit rate, if you will, in getting hold of prospects and converting them to opportunities. Same thing is true for mid-stage. Think of the high-definition presentation tools or animation tools you have at your disposal to make your pitch more effective. And when you're even closing the deal, we've got cloud-based electronic signature solutions like DocuSign or Google Docs to collaborate on a contract. All of this ultimately is about a data-driven strategy, just like they used in Moneyball. And those are the five movies and the sales lessons associated with them. I hope that you not only enjoyed this, but perhaps you learned something or you reinforced a skill, something that you can practice going forward. So what's next? Sales lessons from TV? Sales lessons from rock and roll? 
Stay tuned and we shall see. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle. Dan, thanks so much. That was a ton of fun today. And um, on behalf of DU's Sales Leadership Center and the executive education team, we so appreciate your expertise and exploring the different lessons we can learn from sales in the movies. And um, our students in the Sales Leadership Center benefit from the expertise of industry professionals like you. Thanks for spending some time with us here at the Accelerate podcast from the University of Denver's Daniels Executive Education Division. As a reminder, you can find more information about Michelle and Dan's three-day sales skills for high-impact workshop by visiting daniels.du.edu slash accelerate. We hope you gain new insight that will accelerate your impact in your community, your organization, and in the world.